Hey boys and girls, welcome to episode 27 of the Little Nemo. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> welcome to. Oh, shit. Welcome to episode. Oh, goddammit. Hey, hey, uh, hey, y'all, welcome to episode 27. Hang on. Ben, hey, you want to drink real quick? Hmm? Yeah. You, you want to take a little, sh- yeah, little shot? Yeah, whiskey. You got a little bit of crown. Here we go. Here we go. Mmm. Everybody, welcome to episode 27 of Ugly in the Morning. Mm. We've been doing this goddamn thing almost a year, and we've just gotten steadily worse at it. (laughs) So we're going to do this one again. We're going to sit and talk to you guys. Sit down, strap in, strap on, insert your thumb somewhere. Mm. Um, So here we go. Ben, uh, for intro music tonight, I don't know. I don't really have any ideas. Just play me something with some balls. Ugly in the Morning, here we go. Yeah. With the wise, with that butts at that horse disguise. No surprise when we spread in a rhyme like thighs. Size and such, every realize why them smaller guys. Waterflies float, work so poke. Killer rodents, even larger animals. Pulling your card on Jerry Springer just to watch the scatter Hey, boys and girls, welcome to episode 27 Ugly in the Morning. We're your hosts. I'm Ben. I'm Derek. And uh, yeah, welcome back. It's been a couple of weeks. How you guys doing? Uh, let's just get the usual formalities out of the way here. Ben, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, oh, fuck, man, I should have. Oh, man, I don't know. Some, what, you read it earlier. Some kind of fucking whiskey. It's billet, billet, uh. I've basically just been pilfering shit off your counter all night, and then when you weren't looking, I went and stole this beer out of your fridge. I don't fucking care, man. What, what do I have here? I've got a shock top, Belgian white, which I'm going to pop open. Just okay, here we go. Little do you know, we left that there for you to steal. Well, I appreciate it. So what's going on, everybody? How we been? Yeah. Been a few weeks. Uh, yeah, we took some time off. It is... It's Labor Day weekend. It's a it's a holiday, so naturally we gotta we gotta record and, and do a, a special holiday episode. What do you think, Charlie Brown? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Uh, you're Charlie Brown. Okay. Anyway, so what the fuck here? Um, intro music. That was our friend Aesop back in California. Yeah, man. Um, for anybody that's interested, which I know you're not, that is Derek Aesop McElroy on Facebook. You can find him, Derek Aesop McElroy. He's the guy who provided us all this good music. Him and our friend Dreyfus. If you listen to the show, you already know Dreyfus very, very well. Big thanks to those guys. Dude, talking about, we were just talking about Aesop. Yeah. I grew up in Atlanta where mm-hmm. pretty much every black dude up there is some aspiring artist, some rapper, you know, trying to make a name for himself. Makes sense. They hand you a CD or something like that. You listen to it, you're like, this is fucking garbage. This fucking sucks. Bad. But when you played Aesop for the first time, I was like, holy shit. This is, that's good shit, man. That sounds great. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, I mean, he did that, I want to say, 20 years ago. So he was just a wee buck when he did that. So he had his shit together way back then. Yeah, man. It's fucking awesome. I like it. And, and yeah, and I want to say the same thing at Dreyfus, too. I mean, that, yeah. that shit is 20 years old. Um, so, you know, they were, they were wee boys when they did that in, what, 2002, 2003. Uh, we didn't play it on this episode, obviously, or we haven't yet. But, uh, yeah, th- just... 
we we got lucky, you know, knowing some really great artists who yeah, uh, who lent lent their music to uh, our little endeavor here. Yeah. So yes, we have been doing this damn near a year now. Almost what do you a think? year, eleven months, man. Next next month, October. Yep. One year. Twenty-seven episodes. Uh, one year. Ugh. I am ashamed. Um, as I stated in the intro, I feel like we've just gotten worse and worse. Our structure has fallen to shit. We've run out of ideas. So here we are, unscripted, unsupervised, uninspired. <laughs> and uh, and that's it. We're doing this again, and we are on the clock. Yeah. yeah. So, we got Kenny but, Rogers over here just kind of overseeing everything. Kenny Rogers always oversees. Giving me a weird look, too, by the way. He's he's kind of like management here in this little recording studio. Yeah. He, he, he's, but he's got his shirt unbuttoned with like a gold necklace on. Yeah. I don't know whether to feel like intimidated or turned on. I'm, well, can it be both? Maybe. What do you say, big boy? Hmm. So what the fuck is going on here, sir? Uh... I'm drinking. All right. I did my fantasy football draft yesterday. Gay. I know. I know you don't give a shit about sports. I, I just want to throw this out there. Um, I don't have anybody to talk to about it. Um, <laughs> I, you know, like an asshole, I, you're an Atlanta guy, so I'm going to address this with you. I Not pick, really. I picked up Matt Ryan in the second round. Mm-hmm. I thought I was being super fucking clever. Um, I picked a running back in the first round. Second round, I went right to Matty Nice. Yeah. And um, I really hope that doesn't come back and bite me in the ass. Probably will. I di- I kind of I covered my ass a little bit. I picked up a couple of other quarterbacks just cause I got Maddie Nice, but I also picked up Matthew Stafford and Jameis Winston just in case. <laughs> so I've got this glut of quarterbacks. So if anybody in my league needs a quarterback, let's talk. <laughs> I have no idea what any of this means. Yeah, this is my fantasy football team. They're called Lawrence Taylor Swift, and um, <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're going all the way this year. Mm. All right. So, what else is going on here? Balls deep. Yeah. Uh, naturally, um, our sponsor this episode of Ugly in the Morning number twenty-seven is brought to you by Tim's Till and Seed in Dothan, Alabama. I still don't know why they sponsor us. I mean, I, it, if you if you meet them in person and, and look at us, we don't go together we, at all. Yeah, Tim and Vonda, they're just nice, good people. And I, we're not. <laughs> I, I don't know what they see in us. I don't know what they see in the show. I don't, I don't know. I, I think our values <clears throat> do not necessarily correspond. We have values? Precisely. Oh. Well, Tim and Vonda do. We do not. Yeah. So... Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fuck's going on with you? Yeah, sorry. Oh, and I took the Lord's name in vain, Tim Vonda. I'm sorry about mm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go to Tim's Till and Seed. Yeah. 4657 Old Tractor Highway, Dothan, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're good people. Do that. Do it. Um, loopy Case. What? Yeah. This is, this is an, it's not a sponsorship, but I just want to give these guys a plug. I went online and I bought a, what's called a Loopy Case for my phone. This is, um... Uh, gay statement of the episode number two. This is not gay at all. <laughs> it's a phone case that's got this cool. It's got this cool rubber ring on the back that you you loop over your finger, um, so you never drop your phone. It's always attached to your hand. You don't drop it on the ground. You don't drop it on your face. You don't anything like that. You can you know carry your phone on the back of your hand with the little loop um, with your keys in in your hand. It, I don't know. I, that was a really bad description, but it's it's these three guys, um, the three young upstarts, couple, you know, some millennials. 
Um, they're, I think they're basically doing this out of their garage. I don't know. I, I didn't do a whole lot of research, but I know that I ordered a loopy case. They were badass about the ordering process. They let me know when it shipped. They let me know when it should have gotten to my house. Um, I got a like personally signed envelope with my loopy case in it. And I think these guys are just fucking badass. I, it's like the only ad I've ever responded to on Facebook. It was just a random pop-up ad because naturally Facebook knew that I have a Google Pixel. <laughs> and so I clicked on it. And uh, yeah, that's the one thing I will recommend to you. Don't use Facebook for anything else, you fucking lemmings. Yeah. But just type in loopy case. Type oh. it into Google. Type it into Facebook. Whatever. Look into it. It's actually really badass. I now, like it. Hold up. Now, now, what's the purpose of this thing? It's got a loop on the back of your case. Yeah. What do you do with the loop? It's just so you never drop your case. It's How? In, in a way, it, the loop goes around your finger, and you never drop it. It's You can just hang it from your hand. You're not futzing around with it, laying it on the desk, putting it in your pocket, dropping it on the ground, dropping it on your face. So you grab it by the loop. Dropping it in the toilet. I'm sure plenty of us have done that at least once, dropped our fucking cell phone in the toilet. Huh. Yeah. Which really, the sad thing there is the last thing I needed was to devise some kind of way to be even more attached to my smartphone. <laughs> so really, it's, it's a detriment in some way. It's just going to make me even worse as a person and make me even more critical of myself as an asshole i picture this as like a product for anybody that has any kind of like uh, uh failure to understand physics mm, no 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 it's it's not necessarily that i mean no no like gravity like, no because i mean they're they're small they're easy to drop i mean it's a it's a smooth surface um and sometimes if you're sweaty if you if you're twitchy like i am if you've just got nervous fingers the fucking thing just falls out of your hand if you had like eight hundred dollars in cash in your hands would you be as clumsy with it as you are with your smell your smartphone no that's the way i look at fucking handling a smartphone but uh, but a smart eight hundred dollars cash it's it's not breakable you can drop it and it's okay it's not going to shatter the wind will blow it Mm, no, this is semantics right here. Now you're just fucking with me. It's a fucking loopy case. I, I think my loopy case is brilliant. I, I recommend you guys look into it. Just look it up on Facebook, loopy case. If you've ever dropped your phone because you're a shithead, loopy case is the product for you. And the guys who make it are actually really fucking cool. Yeah. This is not an endorsement or anything like that. This is just a product that I happened to order. And, and I went, wow, this is really neat. Okay. That's it. Okay. Guys, did I mention this is completely unscripted tonight? We sat outside of Ben's house bullshitting for about five, six hours. <laughs> and we really came up with nothing. We know like two things that we want to talk about tonight. And aside from that, we got nothing. We're going completely off the cuff, off the nuts. We got nothing. Um, so, yeah, tonight we're going to do a little bit about millennials. Ooh. Um, we got some top fives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben's got some hardcore opinions on millennials, people under the age of 30-something. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, uh, right now, we're going to cut to a real quick commercial. We'll be right back with Ugly in the Morning. Stay tuned. This portion of Ugly in the Morning is brought to you by smartphones. Because who gives a shit what's going on around you? 
guys. Welcome back. Ugly in the morning, episode 27. We're on the clock. We're the only shitty podcast you'll ever need. And uh, whatever other slogans we've ever used. Okay. So, Ben is taking his top off. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah, okay, so my loss of words earlier. Uh, the whiskey I'm drinking. Is this offensive that I'm doing this? No, I think it's natural. Is it like a, a like a negative, offensive stereotype of a gamer? No, I think you're opening your inner self. Well, that's not opening a gamer. I'm fine with that. And <laughs> fuck you with your jerk head. <laughs> All right, so what are you drinking? Okay, I've got this uh, bottle that looks like it's straight out of the Prohibition era. Uh, it's called Bib and Tucker. Bib and Tucker? Bib and Tucker. Yeah, that actually looks... That bottle, it should have three fucking X's on it. <laughs> it should. It it's is. got a cork top. It's yeah, great. It, it looks like it, it came straight out of like somebody's bathtub still from yeah. the Ozarks. And it's got a sticker at the top that says, it's a great time to drink. Uh, well, it is. That's it a is. Pretty, I, I agree. Pretty I clever concur. catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> no. It fucking burns your mouth going down, though. <laughs> Did I mention uh, that we are doing this unscripted and unsupervised <clears throat> and uninspired this evening? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yes. I just wanted to make that crystal clear. I'm good with that. We sat and bullshitted all night and really came up with nothing to talk about, except for one little thing. What's that? Well, you already know what this <clears throat> is. I'm going to tell the listener right now. I do? Um, yeah. We sat around talking about opening our own vintage arcade. Oh! When this podcast inevitably fails on our one-year anniversary, which would, which would be October 2nd. It's like another month. Um, yeah. I, I think... Um, our next endeavor would be to open a vintage arcade possibly slash bar which would be ideal but we we really we're looking to bring back 1991 and and uh, start our own arcade and so what we decided was this evening we were going to do top fives which we haven't done in a while you're welcome Mm -hmm. and this evening's top five is the top five arcade games that you would use for your your new arcade what what are the five most crucial games you want to have in uh ben and derek's penny arcade fuck yeah Uh, speaking of which this arcade there's no i don't know if anybody's been to an arcade in the past 20 years now you have to buy this stupid little plastic credit card and it, it puts credits in there no 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 fuck that you insert your dollar you flatten out your dollar like mm-hmm. you, and then insert it into the thing, and we give you not four, but five tokens. Oh, yes, shit. five tokens for a dollar. You remember when you had to put your dollar in, and uh, it kicks it back out, and you're like, "Fuck you, dick! Take my dollar." Certainly, you know. And then you do the little trick where you roll it on the edge and straighten it out, put Absolutely. it back in. Yeah, and that fucking dick keeps sticking it back out. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd have to go up to the cashier. These um, fucking kids have no idea. Eh, no, they don't. And we'll get to that, millennials. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yes, this is Ben. You know Ben and Derek's arcade. It's going to be five tokens for a dollar, and it is going to feature some prime arcade games from the '80s and '90s, starting with Ben. Your, oh, your top five. Oh, you flipping the coin? I got a token right here. Uh, flip the token. Heads or tails? Derek. Derek calls tails. All right. Oh shit! I can't even see that. It's gone. Heads. It's heads. Oh, shit. All right. Ben goes first. Ben, I would love to know your top five arcade games from the 80s and 1990s. 80s and 90s. Go. All right. All right. My number top five. 
Number five. You're number, out of my number top, top five. five. Jesus Christ. When, yeah. Drink another one, WC Fields. Yeah, stand by. Mm. Shock Top. I'm drinking Shock Top Ooh, in case good. I didn't mention that. Okay. Mm. My number five is Cruising USA. Oh, the car racing <laughs> game. You remember that game? Yes. Oh, dude. That was fucking, that was awesome. At the time, um, I don't remember the year, probably 1990, 91, something like that. Mm, yeah. The, Typically in a CC's pizza or something like that. The graphics, um, they had made a radical leap. Oh, yeah. So when, it was six, eight bit to 16 bit or some shit yeah when cruising usa came out it, it looked so crisp and so gorgeous compared to everything else that had come before that yeah yeah i remember that great. very very well that's a great one man yeah nice good call okay number four i spent a lot of time behind this fucking game uh teenage mutant ninja turtles oh the four player arcade edition yes oh. four controls on yes. one unit yes sir yes sir i've got one of those on my list as well oh my god yeah that was the shit man people would line up uh, the one place we used to play this one was at the uh the skating rink yes every whatever it was saturday night go okay. down to the skating rink but let me ask you this which was your preferred turtle did you just say axe me i did I'm um not- i would go with leonardo man you're gonna go with Leonardo. I'm all about leadership. I use Donatello. I fuck Donatello. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna ask you some more questions. Who fights with the, the bow staff. Donatello. He's a fucking pussy. All right. All right. Three. My number three, Street Fighter. Oh, oof. Oh, which? Okay, which one? Oh, uh, one. Street Fighter one. One. The one with the huge buttons that you that you hit really hard. Yeah. Oh my God. Endurance. Um, and that was. Oh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um. In the very first Street Fighter, Sagat was the final mm-hmm. boss enemy, right? Yeah. There was no M. Bison, there was no Vega, there was no Balrog. Uh, Sagat was the last one. Yeah. Yeah, and if you were, uh, if you were poor like like us growing up, uh, we played Streets of Rage. Oh, yes. On the Sega. Yes. Because we couldn't afford a fucking Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. I Same rem- shit, but... I remember on those big rubber punch buttons, you were a pimp if you could do the uppercut. Oh yeah, it was it Fuck was yeah. harder than a motherfucker with those with those big buttons. It has some moves. Yeah. Oh, Rukin! <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number two. Number two. Galaga. Oh, nice. Galaga, dude, that one's got to go down in history, man. Jesus, I I made my top five list. I didn't even think of Galaga, and the I'm a little bit embarrassed. Sorry. Yeah, Galaga, man. I'm sorry. Gotta have that shit. Okay, good call. Good All right, call. number one. This one's gonna go down in in history for all time for arcade games. Fucking Mortal Kombat, man. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Which one? You got me the first one. Okay. A-B-A-C-A-B-B. Beg pardon? Abacab. Abacab? Yeah. That and- enables the uh, blood mode. Oh, for the fatalities. Oh, and the- Ah, but, okay, did the, remember there was the Babality and there was the Friendship. Didn't those come along in later renditions of Mortal Kombat? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, there. Okay, you remember the fatalities? Yeah. You do the the button combo and pa 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 like Scorpion would rip your head off. <laughs> yeah. There was babality where you do another button combo and the your opponent would turn into a little baby. The what? No, I don't remember that. You seriously don't remember this? No. And there was friendship. What? Um. Yeah. You do yet another button combo and I remember with your Raiden, a disco ball would drop down. <laughs> Fuck. And music would start playing, and Raiden would start doing a little dance. That was the friendship move. I think that no. started with Mortal Kombat 2. I might be wrong. No. 
No, yeah, I'm talking about the first one. Chime in on Facebook if you want. If I'm wrong yeah, about that, I don't even any of that I, shit. I know you fucking won't. Um, no, because yeah, you people I just, don't care. I just remember the Abacab man because that enabled. Well, that was on the the console units, but uh, but no, people would line up at the arcades to play fucking Mortal Kombat. You know, you'd have the one douchebag with the uh, uh, the little slits cut in the side of his head. You know what I'm talking sure, about? The sure. the haircut. Yes. Um, you know, egging people on. And let's let's face it. I mean, let's just be uh, <clears throat> let's be honest and racist. It was usually an Asian kid who would come up and then finally just clean up. No. That nobody could beat. No, it was usually some white kid, man. Oh well, you clearly didn't grow up playing Mortal Kombat in Central California in the late '80s. Uh, no. Yeah, everything was fine until the Asian kids showed up, and then uh, everybody else, you might as well just take your quarter and go home. Oh, okay. But that, that was more about Street Fighter, but Mortal Kombat as well. What was the movie um, uh, with the kid that um, he kept talking about in the movie, like he wanted to go to California and play video games? The Gamer? Was that the name of it? I have no idea what you're talking you about. You know what I'm right talking now. about? It, was, it came out in the 80s or 90s. Some movie where some kid, like... Uh, Abandoned his home and he wanted to go out to California and and like be a part of some world championship playing video games, arcade no, games or some shit. Seriously, I now I think you're just babbling nonsense oh, and I want fuck. you to shut up. I, Melanie's gonna know what I'm talking about. No, no, they're no, not. Whatever. Except Melanie. Melanie. That's Rittenauer, what I just said. Yeah, she, she's she'll she'll write in with exactly what you were trying to get. At. <laughs> yeah. That's why we have listeners. <laughs> All four of you. <laughs> fucking bless your hearts. All right, what's your top five? Okay, Derek's top five. Uh, same thing, the top five arcade games that I would purchase for our arcade. Yeah. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Number five, Ikari Warriors, Victory Road. What? Do you remember this one? No. Oh, God damn it! You're going to have to look this one up. Ikari Warriors. No. It was not unlike Double Dragon. Okay. Um, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, I don't even know exactly how to describe it. But if you if you run it on YouTube, in fact, I suggest you do it right now. Right now? Yeah. Okay. Ikari Warriors Victory Road I YouTube. I don't know how to spell that. I-K-A-R-I. That's gay. All right, stand by. Ben's going to look into Ikari Warriors because I, I just I want him to see this. I just want to hear the sound effects because I know it'll take me back to 1986 and it will put me in the arcade next to the movie theater at Kirkwood Mall in Bismarck, North Dakota. When did this come out, man? Ikari Warriors? Yeah. I don't know, probably 85, 86, something like that. Okay. All right, hit it. Uh, yeah. Ikari Warriors Victory Road. There were there were two iterations of it. Uh, Victory Road was the important one. Buffering? What is this? Hmm. I think this might be the first one. Stand by. Uh, There's a very important sound bite on Victory Road that would... Oh, now you're talking. This looks like Commando. It does look a lot like Commando. This is the same thing as Commando. Alright, but see if you can find Ikari Warrior's Victory Road. Victory Road? Yeah, so you get in your little tank right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, badass. Yeah, but this is definitely the first one. Which okay. was good. Which was good. <laughs> Told you. Unscripted, unsupervised, uninspired. The yeah. only shitty podcast you'll ever need. Yeah, we're watching shit the listener can't see. <laughs> but even if you hear it, like if we play Victory Road, 
I think even if you hear it, it's going to take you back. I had never heard of this. Really? Yeah. Never. This game was fucking epic. Okay. It's epic. Ah, you fucking millennial. Yep. Of course, I picked the one video that doesn't want to play any fucking music. Naturally. Oh, God, I hope we can edit this in post. Nah. Nah, we'll leave it. Oh, what the fuck? Uh. Okay. Uh, is this like uh, Morse code? What is this? It kind of appears to be Morse code. I honestly don't remember I... this part. You guys are great. Victory. Yeah, this this, this is, is pretty gay so far. This is a fantastic podcast. You sure you want to have here. this in the bar? No, I don't know what the fuck this is, dude. Seriously, <laughs> I th- don't know. This is just some of the dumb shit people post on YouTube. But uh, it's fucking YouTube. There we go. Wait a minute. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. No, I don't think this is even the right game, sir. I want to play Zelda for some reason. No, this isn't it. Okay. This well, is the wrong game. I'm going to control alt delete this. You just wasted these people's time. I don't care. They downloaded and listened to us voluntarily, and you let all of them <laughs> and me down. This, is what, quite this frankly. is what happens when we have zero preparation for a show. Oh, Christ. Okay. That was number five, Ikari Warriors. That was a, an epic fail. That's um, why it's number five. Yes. Number four, Paperboy. Oh, Paperboy. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. the original uh, arcade, the standalone arcade version where you actually had the handlebars. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember playing that game as a kid and thinking, this is great. Mm -hmm. I can play uh, uh, a role of going out and making money and not having to fucking leave my couch. This is great. Do you know what that game inspired me to do? Deliver papers? I did. I delivered papers. Really? Yes, I did. How long did you do that shit? Uh, a couple of years as a kid. Oh, I thought you were going to say until last year. <laughs> I would be more qualified to do that than what I do now. <laughs> that is for sure. Okay, number four, Paperboy. Number three, Gauntlet. Gauntlet? Oh, yes. fuck. Warrior needs food. Badly. I, okay. Yes. Wizard I get that. is about to die. <laughs> Wow. Yes. That one's worthy. I would say, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, uh, Christ, because that game was so big in scale. It was just level after level after level after level after level, and it never ended. You know, the funny thing with a lot of these like 80s and 90s video games was they spent more time and effort in the cover art yes. and the little pamphlets that they put on the inside. Yes. Uh, and then when you play the game, you're like, it doesn't look anything like the cover. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's fucking 8-bit. But what I remember most about Gauntlet, you probably do too, was it was... I. It, to me, it was the first major quarter sucker. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Where you didn't have infinite life. I think it would just, you couldn't help your life draining away. So even if you were doing well, you were going to wind up pumping in another quarter. Oh, yeah. In about six to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was worth it because the game was fucking fun. I, you know, talking about that commando game, uh, I used to go to an after school place, uh, daycare that they had commando like we were saying yeah uh one arcade game in this entire gymnasium that they set up for all of us kids and it took quarters so you had to come prepared with your fucking baggy full of quarters but the line would wrap up around the gymnasium oh, and you get that yeah. one dickhead that was like flawless yep and you're waiting like five hours yep 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 and how many quarters did you steal out of your mom's purse in those uh precious years all of them yeah yeah fuck yeah if you ain't cheating you ain't trying i really i think on behalf of every boy um Mm -hmm. in the 1980s and 90s 
I want to say we're sorry to all of our parents for all of the change that went missing. I'm not. I'm not really either, but still, I'm <laughs> I'm just laying it out there. Yeah, I think it was pretty commonplace commonplace sorry for for us to just rob our parents blind but just of your quarters well i think it's a it's a failure on their part they left the shit out in the open that is true you know? if it were really valuable to them they would have put it where we could never get it which is exactly. fucking impossible because we could find anything and everything nah there was no hiding anything from us children um yeah so number two afterburner Oh shit! Afterburner. Yes, the one. Oh that you, man. Yeah, the one you actually sat in. That one. Is the F fourteen. Uh yes. The F fourteen Tomcat. Yes, correct. Fuck yeah. And that was you actually sat in it. It moved around. Um, you had guns. You had missiles. That was epic. It looked real. It felt real. That was a fucking gorgeous game. And I think I remember playing that one for the first time. I want to say nineteen eighty eight. I would pay top dollar to go back and play that game. Yes, yes. And strangely, I think the first time I ever played it was at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. And that was like the only thing I liked about Disneyland. <sighs> yeah. Fucking afterburner. That's great. Afterburner, number two. Nice. Number one, double dragon. <laughs> double dragon. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Me and Sean. Sean, my best friend growing up, we Spent many, many, many hours at the bowling alley blowing through all of our paper route money. He had a paper route as well. We would pool our resources and just piss it all away playing Double Dragon. That's that was, good, man. That was it. Uh, I think uh, what the, uh, Spike and Hammer were the two characters. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember the ultimate goal of the game. I don't either. Um, you could pick up various weapons. I remember there was a whip. There was a bat. You just bitch slap people, man. Just... Well, yes, there was also that. And you could also do the spinning back kick, <laughs> and you could do the elbow. Mm -hmm. um, those were the, the the primary moves that I remember. But Double Dragon, for its time, I want to say mm, 1986, maybe, um, it was just a beautiful, gorgeous game that broke new ground, and I had just endless fun playing that motherfucker. Do you remember when the, the, the first, like, the Nintendo, the NES, when it first came out? Yes, what about it? Uh, that was one of those things. Obviously, my parents didn't have the money to buy that kind of shit whenever I was that age. So I, for me to get my thrill, I had to go to a, a buddy's house. Oh, sorry, poor white trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, trailer park. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> thug life. Yeah. Um, but no, you'd, you'd get your, your fix by going over to a buddy's house, man. That's what you do. You know, hopefully their parents were, you know, not hard asses and they let you just stay up all hours of the night just playing fucking... Mario and Duck Hunt and mm. all this shit, dude. It, yeah, we had a system. It was groundbreaking. We had a system. Um, yeah, Sean had a... Uh, we lived in, in the Midwest, so all houses had basements, and he had a very nice finished basement. Um, his parents would never come down there, so it was basically just our stomping ground, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we caused just endless hell and chaos down there in that basement and I, I would give anything to go back to those days <laughs> it's awesome dude i mean I, if you think about it would you rather your kid be out you know fucking rolling somebody's house or doing some shit like that or you know just sitting inside being a nerd playing video games mm, yeah I, w I would rather they just wreak havoc in the basement because at least i mean i did both but well, yeah we did too <laughs> Because <laughs> when we got bored in that basement, that's when we would sneak out and yeah. uh, and wreak havoc about the neighborhood. You know, things like um, uh, s uh, smashing Christmas light bulbs or... I remember one time we found a tampon. What? 
We were probably third or fourth grade. We found a tampon underneath the sink because he, you know, he had a mom and sisters. And what did you do with this? We we didn't really know what it was or what it was for. So basically, (laughs) it's a rocket launcher. Basically, we just took this tampon and soaked it in water to watch it expand, and then whipped it at somebody's front door. Oh, and it stuck. So somebody came home with a uh, a tampon stuck to their front door. Uh, wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know why that sticks in my head. Uh, we used to do something that, um, I guess I, I might not be able to say the actual term of it on here, but, uh, it basically consisted of us going out at like two or three o'clock in the morning. Was it a hate crime? Was it against uh, minorities? That was part of the name of it. I can just assume it was against minorities. That was part of the name of it. Was it yeah. smear the queer? No. It oh, was, okay. uh, you basically just go up and bang on somebody's front door and ring their doorbell at two or three o'clock oh, in the morning and run away. Okay. All right. Let's... Jesus Christ. Okay, we were white kids in the suburbs in the 1980s. Back then, we called it nigger knocking. We're sorry. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm sorry. That's what we called it. We didn't know better. Fuck us. We'll be I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I mean, did black people used to go around and knock on doors at 2 or 3 in the morning? No, I don't think so. Why so. did we call it that? Because we were just dumb little racist kids, and we didn't know any better. And it was kind of funny. And you know what? Honestly, it's still funny. And as soon as we turn the mics <laughs> off... I'm going to laugh about it again because I'm a terrible person. We'll be right back with Ugly in the Morning. Stay tuned. This portion of Ugly in the Morning is brought to you by Racial Equality. (laughs) (laughs) He said... from Tim's Till and Seed. This Labor Day weekend, we realize that everyone's out grilling out burgers and hot dogs and having a good time. But we also understand that all of you people that own farms, your work never stops. That's why we're extending our Labor Day sale for one more week. One of the items on sale this week is the Gerber 5000 electric tiller. Now we have limited supplies, so Come down as soon as you can to pick one up for yourself. And also remember, we have hay bales and pine straw bales at a discounted rate too. While you're here, go ahead and check out some of my wife Bonda's award-winning sweet tea. And that'll keep you coming back for more. Hey, boys and girls, welcome back. 
um, I'm still feeling somewhat sheepish about the way we went out on that last segment. Hmm? I dropped an N-bomb, and I don't really feel good about it, and I'm going to take another shot here to sort of drown my white guilt. Really, I mean, I can only offer so much apology. You know, we, we grew up white kids in the suburbs and didn't really know any better, and it was just kind of a sign of the times, but uh, I still feel a little funny about it. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, yeah. It's your inner guilt. Yep. Here's a shot of crown and a salute to the N-word. Um, yeah, okay. Let's salute. Yeah, yeah, we did that. I just wondering. So... Oh, wow, that's strong. Hokey smokes. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that too. Hokey shit. Hokey shit. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I've i been drunkenly trying not to um all night. Um? Yeah, when, we, when, when I played back our last episode, I was actually embarrassed, almost humiliated by how much um there was. I like to think I'm more eloquent than that, that I talk a little bit better than that, but no, dude, it was just all, um, make a point, say a sentence, um, funny quip, um, and I, I've been trying to cut down on my ums this evening. How am I doing so far? I have no idea. Okay, it doesn't I don't matter. Even give Do, a shit. doesn't matter. This is probably our last episode. We're probably. most likely going to quit doing this shit. Yeah. See you yeah. guys later. Yeah, one year is enough. Um, Jesus Christ, gotten us nowhere. We've reaped the benefits so far. Yeah, it has, and this is, I'm probably going to kill myself here. <laughs> and this portion of Ugly in the Morning is brought to you by Tim's Tillin' Seed in Dothan, Alabama at 4657 Old Tractor Highway, Dothan, Alabama. Roll Tide! Yeah, whatever the fuck Ben just said. So, okay, real quick question for you. Um, you ever think about what kind of job you would be the least suited to do? Oh, God. Um, this this is just something I was thinking about a little while ago before we started recording. I was just like, what's what's the last thing I should be doing for a living, like, ever? And and so I'm, I'm posing that question to you. What What's the one thing you should not do ever? Oh, God. There's, there's multiple... <laughs> <laughs> You want to know, here's the punchline to this whole thing. I really kind of think that the, the thing that I am least suited to do is the thing that I'm doing right now. A podcast? Um, besides that, um, doing quality control work, being an inspector, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> You're not full of quality? No, 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 no. Don't give a fuck. That, that's my problem on, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's not my problem. I, I don't care if you guys do a good job or not, and that is not a good approach to take if you're a QC person. I get that. Um, what about you? I think mine would be uh, an EMT. An EMT? Oh. I'm not suited for that. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, you're not comfortable with the blood and gore? Uh, that, that I could probably probably the, deal with. The loss of life? Telling somebody that they just lost a loved one? That, that part of it. The, the emotional side. That, that we basically had to scoop them up off of the pavement with a little shovel? Well, that and dealing with, you know, EMTs always, you know, they come out to the, you know, the scenes where there's auto accidents and stuff like that, where there's kids involved. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. Oh, yeah. I don't think I'd want to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, sick and hurt ch and dying children. That's, um, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. But, you know, okay, I wonder if this has anything to do with it. And we're completely riffing here. This is off off the cuff. 
Oh, a couple of years ago, I, I took a little ride in an ambulance. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember this. I made a boo boo, um, and and so I got a uh, free ambulance. No, it was not free. It was actually a very expensive ambulance ride. You had to, the to pay hospital. for that shit. Um, but I was coherent, and I was trying to make jokes. I was trying to keep the conversation light, um, trying to make the medical staff laugh, particularly the EMTs. They had no sense of humor whatsoever. Uh, yeah, Nothing. I agree. That, same thing with me. Really? You too? Yeah, yeah. The time I rode in an ambulance, so they did not want to hear it. Yeah, I just I was trying to make small talk, trying little quips here and there, and it, and then it carried over all the way into the ER to uh, <laughs> all of the medical staff, the nurses, uh, my primary physician, whoever, uh, the X-ray tech. Not fucking one of them, and I'm I made some decent jokes. I know I was doing well. <laughs> I would have I would have killed in Vegas. Yeah. Um, but these people, they didn't so much as crack a smile. They just uh, kind of scowled at me like I was being irritating. What the fuck is wrong? They're uh, desensitized from emotion. I mean, I think you kind of have to be if you're in that in that role. Does working in medicine just break you as a person? Yeah, yeah, emotionally. You're, I you're, think so. Yeah, not allowed to experience joy anymore. Yeah, I think so. God damn it! That's why I don't. I would not be suited for that. Fuck that shit. No, what's what's fucked up is is I fell out due to dehydration. Um, uh, my now ex wife thought I was having heat stroke, and she called the paramedics, and and um, you know it was kind of a big fucking deal, but. The worst part about that whole experience was just the people that I had to deal with. <laughs> you know, they pumped me full of bags of fluid and, and brought all my fluids back up or, you know, my fluid levels or whatever. So I was fine. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the worst part of it was just dealing with the doctor and the nurse and, and the, the paramedics. Like It's like everybody was a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. And I, I dealt with something similar, like, uh, it was back around 2005, uh, <laughs> I got drunk one night and decided it was a good idea to cook some chicken. Did I, you now? I was hungry. I mean, when you're drunk. Wait, what kind of chicken? Uh, just chicken, just on the on the skillet. Okay. Yeah, chicken skillet. All right, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I didn't cook it enough. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. I, so I ate some pretty raw chicken. <laughs> really? I ended up uh, getting this thing called protozoa. Uh, it's uh, mm. something that uh, produces inside your intestines. And yes. it, it makes you feel like you have a fucking knife in your lower stomach. It's a uh, it's a parasite, yeah. is it not? It's a parasite. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, I was still covered under the uh, the VA to go you know, for full coverage. So I went to the VA. And uh, the first thing they wanted to do was send me into a uh, CAT scan. Wow. Yeah, you got to drink that fluid. It's like a, they give you like this little jar that you drink. It's like a dye. That, yeah. Goes into your bloodstream and stuff like that, you know. I, and I, I drink it, and uh, I get a bunch of. Um, it's iodine, is it not? Something like that, yeah. Okay. But you know, I'm just trying to fuck with the nurses, and and you know, I was trying to make the atmosphere seem like I was in a bar. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I'll take another. Did you make dick jokes? Yeah, I was making lots of jokes, and they were like, "Sir, knock it off." Did you drop an end bomb? <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Good. No, they, they weren't having it, though, man. They this fucking no fun, man. Because there's never a time to do that. No. No, no, no. Really? So you got the same treatment? Same thing, man. They, they don't fuck around. <sighs> God. All right. Well. Whatever. You know, medical staff, uh, medical professionals, all you people, it's like we need you. We rely on you. But fuck you. Get a sense of humor. I know. Jesus Christ. Anyway, okay, so that's enough about that. Let's move into the final <clears throat> segment, the final topic. The one thing that we actually had to talk about this evening, 
and I don't even remember where where we were going to go with it. So basically, I'm just going to put the ball in your court, and I'm going to respond to whatever you have to piss and moan about like you do. <laughs> millennials. Oh. You hate millennials. You've spent the last two to three weeks just <laughs> pissing and moaning about millennials. Mm, yes. Is it? I assume it's because we have a lot of millennials working for us. Excuse me. One of us is popular. I imagine it's not me. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, is it you? I have, mm, maybe. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you you got a thing of uh, some some half-ass prejudice against people under thirty-three. I don't know what. Anyone born after nineteen eighty-six? Eighty-six. That's yeah. that's the cutoff age for millennials, huh? Somewhere around there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In nineteen eighty-six, I was eleven years old. Okay. I was just learning to touch myself, <laughs> but also still enjoying G.I. Joe and Transformers. It was a very confusing time. While touching yourself. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. <clears throat> so, okay, Not... now tell me what's going on here. We, okay. We got a lot of millennials working for us. I assume that's leading to your uh, your distaste for people of a certain age. What's going on? I think it's just people in general. I don't like people. Most of them. Nor do I. Uh, there seems to be certain characteristics, though, that fall in line with millennials. Such as? Well, a lot of them are entitled shits. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, they feel like they're entitled to uh, deserve everything without, you know, doing actual work to deserve it. You know what I mean? Okay, um, but let me throw this out at you, and I'm not defending them. Okay, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm trying to look at this from both sides. I am 43 years old. I'm no 42. Sorry, <laughs> I can't do math. I'm a Gen Xer. Okay, um, and as am I. I am an entitled cunt of the most epic proportions. <clears throat> How so? Um, I. Just kind of expect everything to be handed to me for free. I don't want to have to work for it. I don't want to have to earn it. Just gimme because I'm funny and I'm smart. Yeah, but do you do you make that known in your workplace, in your personal life, where wherever you go? Do you make that known, uh, or is that just a philosophy you ju you just think internally? No, I think it's somehow implied, like like other people should somehow feel that way, and that's clearly not the case. Uh, I'm not proud of it. I, I get it, but I, in the workplace, I don't see you as as uh, you know putting forth that kind of attitude. No, you don't think so. No, yeah, compared to some of the other people that, that we deal with on a day to day basis, no, I don't see that. Because technically, I work for you. You're my boss at work. So okay, okay, fuck it. Why don't you evaluate my performance right now? Give, oh, me, give me my review. You don't want to do this. I feel like I'm due for a raise. I'm taking my <laughs> I'm taking my drilled shaft next week. You tell me where I'm at. Um <laughs> This could actually get really interesting. <laughs> especially if you're honest. So we were talking about entitled shits. Yes. Yes, we were. <laughs> no, man. Um What I mean by that is is you've actually put in some time and work into this. I have. I've been around. You've for a got while. years of uh, 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 dedication, not dedication, uh, patience. You've had the patience enough to stick through this line of work and actually 
try and make somewhat of a career out of it. Well, yeah. And uh, honestly, I don't want to be an entitled cunt, so I might have been due for more raises a long time ago, but I don't want to go and ask for them because I feel like an asshole doing so. Well, see, that's what makes you different, though. That makes you different from some of the millennials that we're dealing with is because you have a filter that you say, yeah, you feel like you're entitled to certain raises, benefits, bonuses, or whatever like that, but you stop it at that point. Like, you're not taking it to management. You're not taking it to the owner of the company. I try. I don't always succeed. But people that are of a lesser caliber and lesser experience, like, like way less, like six months of experience, yes, are putting forth that effort. Okay. Saying... No, I feel like I'm worth this much. Even though I've only been doing this six months, this is what I feel like I'm worth. So basically every little... Let me try to sum this up. And and the way you put it to me earlier was it seems like people are seeking accolades and a pat on the back and a funnel on the nuts just for doing what they're supposed to do, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Certain That's people, they, they, they do their jobs. Yes. You're doing what you're getting paid to do, right? Right. And they want to raise for that. Okay, yeah, so everybody wants a hand job just for doing what they've been instructed to do. Yeah, and that's that's part of my hang-up with some of this uh, the millennial stuff is that uh, they've grown up in a society where, where they feel like they're special, you know? Like, everybody gets a trophy, no, no matter whether if you... Uh, you fail or you succeed. Everybody's a winner, right? And, and and again, we get orange slices after the game, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So when you transfer that into the workplace, you know, and you do end up doing a shitty job, and you're like, I want to raise. Yeah. What the fuck for? You're doing your fucking job, or you're barely doing your job, and you want to fucking raise on top of that? You know what, though? I I don't know. I I don't know that this is necessarily. A millennial thing, sir. You think? No, I, I kind of. Yes, I have my my prejudices. I have my opinions about you know people under thirty or whatever. But I'm not sure this is necessarily a millennial thing. I think this is just a how you are raised kind of thing. Well, I, I've got a theory that kind of might go along with that. Yes, millennials are fucking annoying with uh, Facebook. I'll say that. Um. But, in a way, I can't... Oh, God, I don't know how to put this. Um, millennials are people that grew up with technology, right? Yeah. Google, Internet, AOL, Facebook, even MySpace, um, uh, Napster, whatever. All that digital media has always been there. They've always had all that information at their fingertips. It's just always been there. Yeah. Um, so, I get kind of uppity about that. Um, because you and I, we grew up without those things. What the hell is that noise? <laughs> I think it's your whiskey it's, bottle there. It's my whiskey? It's your whiskey. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Technical difficulties there. I, I, I don't know. I was going somewhere with mm. that, and I think I fucking lost it. Well, I, I got I think, something to add to it. I think I was actually defending the millennials, if you can believe that. What the fuck's wrong with you? I don't know. I'm well, drunk. So here's here's one of my a couple of my observations here millennials are you know whatever you're on technology right you've grown up with technology all your life yes uh you know how phones work how computers work how the internet works you know blogging uh websites all that kind of shit correct when i read certain news articles you know that that are written by millennials i i'm noticing there's all kinds of 
uh, misspelled words, uh, improper uses of grammar. Oh, good Lord. Uh, abbreviations that do not make any sense to anybody. Are you referring to the local Tampa news app? No, no, no. Oh, no. God, it is just ripe with with uh, typos and misspellings. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's so much uh, grammatical errors within uh, an actual news article that I'm like... You're you're a national international company that's putting out news and you can't even fucking spell right and whoever your you know your editor or whoever it is that's reviewing all this shit they're not even catching it. That's the thing. I don't think there are editors anymore where where there is online news. I don't think it goes through any kind of editor before yeah. it makes the app. Anybody with an opinion can get on there and just fucking post something. Oh, absolutely, and that's terrible because people's opinions are just awful See, and i think that includes us well yeah but i mean to me it also shows a, a lack of uh you know like seriousness like you're not taking your job fucking serious oh no proofread motherfuckers proofread once you've written your shit read it again make sure you actually spelled it right make sure it flows make sure it's not a run-on sentence proofread your shit i can't say that enough yeah, and and basic basic math. That's another one I've noticed. Basic math. Basic math. Certain certain concepts like uh, how do you report something to the nearest tenth? Oh, oh. How how would you do that, Derek? But again, is that a millennial thing? I believe so because I in my position I, I train uh, all of our new people that come in. Yes. And so I'm seeing all of these new faces and younger yes. generations, older generations, whatever. When I, when I go into calculations, we talk about nearest 10th. Mm-hmm. How do you know what the difference is between nearest 10th and the nearest 100th? Uh, the 10th would be one place after the decimal point, sir. Yes. Okay. You would think that would be common knowledge, right? I would think that. No, no, not not with some of the younger generations. They have no fucking clue what you're talking about. I see. I mean, okay, I'm with you there, but if I really think hard, I know plenty of people somewhere between your age and mine who are fucking morons who wouldn't know the difference between a tenth and a hundredth. But is it the majority? don't know really (laughs) i'm not sure sorry yeah well i'm glad you pondered that because um (laughs) uh i mean to me that's that's basic shit you know i'm sorry oh uh, no i'm taking this seriously i really am I do have a theory about this whole thing, though. It kind of supports what you're talking about, though. You know, you're not, you're not, you're saying that it's not necessarily a millennial thing. Yeah, I think it's just a how you were raised thing. Yeah, I do have a theory about this, though. Wait, I, I've been giving this a lot of thought lately because I, I fucking despise millennials here lately. Enlighten me up, yo. Okay. All right. So let's say you have a generation that has struggled. Let's let's go back to the depression. Um, I know a lot about depression. What do you got? <laughs> the early 1900s. Oh, know, Stock okay. market crash, depression. Okay. Yes. Everybody's rationing, trying to survive. You you mean that uh, that 10-year period uh, between like 1920 and 1930 when it didn't fucking rain and crops died and the stock market crashed and everybody went broke? Exactly. That one. Okay. That's it. Yes. Um, 
those that generation that's that's more than likely that's yours and myself that's our grandparents absolutely yes right they grew up during that depression so they know how to live frugal they oh. they know what it's like to pinch a penny oh my grandfather could have squeezed blood out of a nickel right yes so they they have lived that lifestyle they know what it's like to struggle to survive yes and so whenever they get married they have kids they don't want their kids to have to suffer through those same struggles that they went through. So what they're doing is they're creating a better lifestyle for the next generation, right? They're giving them uh, certain privileges that they did not have. Sure. You want the best for your kids. Right. You don't want them to have to go through what you went through. Okay. So given that situation, you got the, the uh, your, your grandparents uh, uh, grew up in the 30s, uh, early 40s, stuff like that. Now they're they're giving uh, uh, they're producing the baby baby boomer generation right right kids born nineteen fifties yep nineteen sixties yep okay so these kids are 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 yeah, it's not really their fault but their parents are wanting them to have a better life so I mean this is this is producing the hippie generation okay I'm with the, you so far the less restricted generation the less oppressed generation. This is this is a uh, you know you're coming through with people that don't know what that struggle's like because their parents are trying to shield them from that. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, yeah. So in the parents' eyes, they're, they're saying, okay, well, my my kid's having a better life than I'm because they're not having a struggle like I am. Okay, well, when the baby boomers start to have offspring, they produce their own. They start having kids. They're thinking the same thing. I want my kids to have a better generation. Sure, but. <laughs> when they start applying those same rules, like I don't want them to have to struggle like I did, but I didn't have to struggle near as much as my parents did. So what they're producing is a spoiled fucking brat. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm so with you. the baby boomers are producing spoiled fucking brats and that's our generation, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Or you, you, one would think so. Yeah. So they, they see how their kids are acting, right? And they're like, these fucking kids are out of control. We need to put a fucking cap on this shit. So they start coming down on them. They're like, no, you're not fucking allowed to do that shit. No, you're going to come here and you're going to do it like this. And we're going to we're gonna tell you how to do this and tell you how to do that. And so they start oppressing the next generation. Okay, mm. so now you're creating a more hardened generation after the baby boomer generation. And then it's just, okay. it becomes cyclical where you have like a hard generation, a soft generation, a hard generation, a soft generation. It's all based on, I want my kid to have a better life than mine. So where do we land in this? Mm, I personally feel like our role in the, the millennial thing, it's our fault. Uh, I kind of agree. We're, uh, we're, we are technically mm -hmm. in, in the uh, age bracket of the parents of the millennials. Yes, you and I, we both have kids. They're, they're five and six, respectively, six and five, whatever. And they're soft and they're whiny and they're entitled. Now, but really, I mean, is it because they're millennials or is it because they're just five and six? I don't know, man. Or is it because we're just shitty parents? Because we're giving them too much slack, too much leeway. We're letting them get away with too much shit. Just because it's it's sort of a, a, a contradiction to the way we were raised. I don't know, man. Because, I mean, because... The, the government and school systems and all this kind of stuff, they, they ad adapt to whatever changes go on with society. Sure. So, like, I remember working with a guy in the early 2000s where he had a teenager, and he came down on her, and he was like, look, you know, you you stole the car last weekend, you, you're 
failed your grades, you're grounded. You're like you're not doing anything. Are you sure you're not talking about yourself? No, no, no. This was no, this was separate. Okay. Uh, but she threatened to call child services. Oh boy. She knew the system. She knew that if she called child services and said that her daddy was beating her, she oh, would get her way. Christ. That's that's the kind of shit. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but that that's also an insane child. Yeah. Yeah, that's a teenager that I have no opinion on that, but yeah, no, fuck that. That's that's insane. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the more we're tolerating uh, oh, people's God. people's fucking emotions and people oh what bothers me and like oh you know I don't have free food and bean bags at my workplace you know like let's start a fucking lawsuit you're referring to the Google campus yeah sorry Google campus mm-hmm. I always have trouble saying Google Ooh. I can I have this thing on my phone where I can uh, hold down the button and say good morning Google and it'll start repeating or uh, reading the news to me but I can never pronounce it right. At 7 o'clock in the morning, I'm always going, good morning, Google. <laughs> and basically, uh, Alexa, Siri, whoever my phone is, she's like, what? What? Yeah. You fucking toothless bitch. What are you saying? Yeah, sorry. Um, um, yeah, sorry. Where were we going with this? No. Uh, the, I don't know. I, I, there's no solution to this, I think, from, from no. my standpoint. It's no, there's not. As long as we keep adapting to people's bitching and moaning... The, the more doomed we are as a society. We're doomed anyway. Well, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm drunk. I'm a drunk person. Um, but yeah, there's just no two ways about it. We're doomed either way. Uh, yeah, but I, I would like to be doomed with, with the notion that uh, everybody else is sucking as much as I am around me. No, we can, we can piss and moan about how lazy and entitled our kids are, but I think within the next couple of years, uh, Donald McRonald, he's going to piss off North Korea and they're going to wipe us off the map. Or, um, I don't know, uh, we've got what, uh, we're, we're recording this right at the very tail end of Hurricane... Harvey. Hurricane Harvey. Hur- Hurricane Harvey is currently drowning fucking Houston, Texas right now. Um, they're, it's, it's just starting to let up, and those guys are going to be recovering for fucking years after this. And there's another one trailing right after it, uh, Hurricane Irma. Irma. It's coming, it's headed kind of toward florida it might go north it might keep coming straight west who knows we we don't know what we're gonna get oh, i don't know where i was going with this i'm just saying <laughs> something's gonna kill us mm. uh, and it's not gonna be millennials it's gonna yeah. be either donald mcronald yeah. or a gigantic hurricane true true but but this is also the the weekend this is also labor day weekend it is labor day weekend i wonder how many uh people that have to work on labor day are saying What's in it for me? Um, but would you not also be doing the same? I don't really give a fuck because I don't even understand what the fucking point of Labor Day is. No, I don't either. Um, it's it's a day you labor. That's that's all there is to it. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Half know. of our holidays in the United States are complete bullshit anyway. Um, half of our holidays are bullshit. Half of everything we have said here this evening is bullshit. And we are two drunk guys who just were about to wrap up their 27th episode of Ugly in the Morning. You good with that? I'm good. All right, everybody. We love you. Have a great night. Have a good Labor Day. And we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. We'll be back with episode 28. This portion of Ugly in the Morning is brought to you by Tim Steele and Seed in Dothan, Alabama. Tim and Vonda, we love you. Guys, we'll talk to you next time. 
Ben, play us out. Don't forget to visit our website at www.uglypodcast.com. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.